Hello and welcome to the Body Acceptance Podcast. This podcast is for women who struggle to love and sometimes even like their bodies and who want to build a more loving relationship with themselves through experiencing more joy, pleasure, and confidence. Each week we'll cover topics ranging from body image, intuitive eating, self-love, and so much more. If you're ready to learn practical tips and tools for loving the skin you're in, then you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Body Acceptance Podcast. As I said last week, I'm starting to rotate between more how-to punchy quick episodes that give you a good clear takeaway and then more conversational ones of you know, having conversations about where I'm at on my journey or things that I've learned from reading something recently or listening to a podcast or having conversations with friends. These are probably the times that I am going to start actually having guests on, especially now that I am starting to record videos of the podcast through Zoom. Now that I feel comfortable and confident in doing that and then working through the editing process, there's going to be a lot more conversation coming on here of where I plan to go with my personal brand of body acceptance because there are just so many people out there who have their own version of body acceptance and what that looks like and you know it's slowly starting to become more of a buzz phrase I guess you could say and I really want to be clear on where I choose to go with it, especially because I'm bringing the community of you along with me. And I think just based on the podcasts that I've listened to and the resources that I have found in the books that I've read, they tend to be very extremely vocal about their anti-diet philosophies, which I totally understand because there was a point where I needed that message. And I believe that there's still so many people who are stuck in the diet mentality and need that message. But then sometimes I think it's almost a little bit obscure, if that makes sense. And I don't know if I've ever used that word before, but I'm using it now. Sometimes it feels a little abstract, I think, when we're speaking of diet culture and the complexities of what food restriction looks like and how pretty much everything could be a diet. And That gets confusing, especially when you really just want to work on feeling better and being more comfortable in your body and being more confident and you want the tools. Sometimes that's why following a specific plan or a diet feels so much more realistic because you have it all laid out for you. It's in this beautiful map and it looks like it's going to be great. And then you go down that path and from there you decide whether or not that path is working for you and then... What usually happens is we, you know, feel like it's our fault that it didn't work out for us and then we beat ourselves up for it and then it's like on to the next thing and we just feel like giant failures all the time. So what I want to do with body acceptance is guide you into just trusting that wherever you are in your path is the right place for you to be right now. And instead of beating yourself up all the time, I like to encourage you to just get curious and start to think about, is this something that works for me? Do I enjoy this? Do I really want to cut this food out? Or do I prefer just adding other foods in? Or 
do I really want to go vegetarian or do I just feel obligated to because of moral issues? So everybody's journey is going to look completely different. And I really want to start opening up and honoring more of that, of the fact that we're all going to have different journeys. And I don't have to assume that if you've been on a diet that you have a really terrible relationship with food. That's up to you to decide And really what I can do is just help you bring awareness to wherever your relationship is with food so that, and your body, so that you can decide, you know, where you want to go. Really the bottom line of body acceptance or the reason that I feel so strongly about it is because I feel that a lot of times we hold ourselves back because of how we feel about our bodies and we think that we have to be a certain size before we start developing our ideal life or living our ideal life and really what I want to help you do is just cut out that middleman accept whatever body that you're in right now and then move forward from that place instead of always feeling stagnant and stuck and feeling like the next step is going on a diet or trying to lose weight And then that just keeps you in that cycle constantly to where you're never able to actually think about things like, what kind of relationships do I want to have in my life? What kind of career do I feel called to? What kind of hobbies do I want to explore? You start to develop a curiosity about the world and realize that you're so much more than your body. Your body is part of the story, yes, but it's a small part and there are so many more things to explore in life. So today I just wanted to have a conversation with you about something that I've been thinking about for a few weeks now. And I have this friend, Chris, who is really amazing. She is... She's she comes from a fitness background. She used to teach fitness classes and now she's a yoga instructor and she just finished her certification a few months ago. So I've been going to her classes here on island pretty religiously. And what I really love about Chris is that she challenges my thinking a lot. And she's not afraid to ask me the difficult questions. And not in a judgmental way, but she just has me questioning, you know, like what I have been assuming for so long or stories that I'm telling myself, she pulls me out of it by asking me, you know, what is the truth or what do you believe to be the truth? So a few weeks ago, we were talking about something about a retreat that we might be a part of. And I started to back out of the retreat because I felt that it's very wellness center. There's going to be yoga and there's going to be massage and there's going to be essential oils. And then there's going to be specific, a specific diet of food served there. And I started to just fear that I was, you know, going back into this wellness space that I feel like I left on purpose because it got to a point where it was so dogmatic and you have to live this way and it's so bad for you if you have any sort of chemicals in your cleaning products or you have to get rid of every single food that is quote-unquote not completely clean and so I just didn't like the attitude in the wellness space of how people were treated it's a very in my opinion elitist attitude oftentimes that we assume that just because maybe we can afford to go completely green or completely clean that everyone else should be able to. And we don't take into account the individual differences 
access to different things, family size. It's very, very much like the structure of dieting where we think that one size fits all. And if we can't aspire, we should at least be aspiring to be as perfect. It goes back to feeling like religion. And that's one reason why I don't resonate with religion. It's another reason why I don't resonate with dieting. And so it feels like that all or all or nothing kind of mindset that I don't really want to be a part of. And I don't want to be in spaces where I feel like I'm being judged just for being myself and just for living a life that honestly resonates with me and feels right for me. We left a meeting about the retreat and I just had told her how I felt. And I told her, I don't think I have a place in wellness, like in the wellness space. I don't know if I can be a part of like an instructor at this retreat because my values don't align. And she really was like, you don't have a space in wellness. She, so she challenged me to question, do I really like, is my work needed in the wellness space? Because that's how she strongly feels. She's like I said, been in fitness for a long time. Obviously she's into health and she's been in those communities. And she said one thing that she feels has been missing that she has found through me is the body acceptance piece, the self-compassion, the self-love, and the idea that everyone has a different path and that is okay. And I've really been thinking about that because at the moment I was irritated, I was really resistant. And then I started to think, you know, just because people push away my message or reject what I have to say or judge me for teaching something about body acceptance because they think it's irresponsible, it doesn't mean that they're right. And it doesn't mean that I have to cower because of it. And that's something that I do often. As soon as somebody says they don't resonate with my message or something I say has triggered them, I shrink and I want to cower down because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. It's so important to me that I take everyone's feelings into account, but I think oftentimes that causes me to become a very watered down version of myself. And that's been a lifelong issue with friends, with family members. I think about what everyone is feeling in every moment and immediately I'm like, okay, I have to make everyone comfortable. But here I am with my friend Chris, who makes me feel uncomfortable all the time by asking me and challenging me these things and not in a aggressive or confrontational kind of way, just a curious like, Lauren, like, is that really true? And I get uncomfortable in those moments, but I do pause and I reflect on them later. And I'm so grateful to have a friend that's not afraid to get me thinking in that way. And so it makes me think that maybe the fact that sometimes what I say triggers people or causes them to think more deeply or challenges their entire belief system at times can be really scary for them, but maybe it's exactly what they needed. I know for me, it's exactly what I needed. If no one had come out and challenged my belief system around weight and body size and health and how it all correlates and interacts, I might have still been stuck in the same place being miserable and feeling like my body was never enough and that I was never enough. And I never would have moved on and been able to help as many people as I have in the past few years. So I just want to talk about wellness and body acceptance. I, up to this point, have really felt that the two 
don't go together again because the wellness space can be so dogmatic and so judgmental and then body acceptance is like the total other end of the spectrum it's like the siblings who can't get along at thanksgiving because they're so different from each other but what if we can find a way to get them to at least make peace and be able to have somewhat of a healthy relationship or some kind of healthy communication so I know I talked about this a few episodes back when I changed the podcast from All or Something Living to the Body Acceptance Podcast, but where my journey stemmed from. As you may know, I come from a background of obsessive dieting, restricting, binge eating disorder, orthorexia, and five years ago when I realized that I could heal my relationship with food and my body, at the same time it was like this perfect it was like a perfect storm i was you know going to unlv for nutrition studying nutrition sciences so that i could find the perfect diet and then that's when i first heard a podcast or it's around the same time it wasn't that i heard the podcast at school but around the same time i heard a podcast episode that talked about food freedom then not long after that i discovered this online health coaching school called the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And it was saying those things that I was starting to hear that there is no one size fits all solution when it comes to what you eat and you don't have to be so hard on yourself. And that resonated with me so much that I left UNLV immediately and started that health coaching program. And it's so interesting to me that as I was healing my relationship with food and, you know, learning to undiet and basically unlearning everything I thought that I knew about health and my body and things like that, I was able to go to health coaching school and learn all these new concepts and actually learn about all these different types of diets. But it wasn't just about that. We learned so much more in health coaching school about different types of self-care and mindset work. And at the same time, I was going down my own rabbit hole of listening to all sorts of different podcasts and reading a bunch of different books. It was almost like every single book or podcast episode would lead me down another path. And I was just like on this crazy winding journey, but it all was so beautifully cohesive at the same time. And it didn't bother me that in health coaching school, we did learn about different diets because I didn't feel compelled to follow one diet completely. And that's what they taught us is to be open to the idea that we can take inspiration from all these different, maybe even traditional ways of eating and living. We can take inspiration from everywhere and build our own personal version of health. When I first started health coaching school, I got so excited about trying all these different types of foods that I had never had before and that I also, through my dieting days, had been told that they were fattening or this or that. And these were like whole foods from I like going to the farmer's market. I joined a co-op and started getting boxes of fruits and vegetables every week. And then I loved to go to the farmer's market and I loved going to Winco into their bulk section and trying out all the different grains and beans. And I was cooking things from scratch and I didn't feel restricted. I felt really abundant with my food. And of course there were times because I was really working on my relationship with food where I would start to go back to that mentality of, I have to do this perfectly because that's just in my nature, that perfectionist mindset. 
But I would, I was able to redirect myself, especially through the resources that I was learning about, like intuitive eating and health at every size. And it was, again, this perfect balance of, you know, this one side that I wanted to go down this road of trying to be perfectly healthy, but then the reminder of, hey, you don't have to do it perfectly. It's all about what serves you in this moment and different things are going to serve you at different times. There's a time and a place for all the things that you love and desire in your life. And so I remember two concepts that really stood out to me in health coaching school. And the first one is bioindividuality. And bioindividuality is that there is no one size fits all, that what works for one person may not work for somebody else. And it's up to us to discover what our really secret sauce is or our perfect recipe is. The other thing that really resonated with me was the crowd out method. So up to that point, I had been used to learning that, oh, this food is bad for you, never eat that food. Or this type, this food group is bad for you. Or be careful with carbs, be careful with fats, you know, all these food rules. And that made me feel restricted and sometimes almost panicked that like there wouldn't be enough food and that I would have to go hungry. And that led me into my binges. That's why I had such a binging tendency because of all the restriction and because I felt like I wasn't eating enough and that I wasn't getting enough nutrients in, even though, you know, maybe I was eating like the same chicken and brown rice and broccoli every day, but there were so many other nutrients that I was missing out on that not only physically my body was asking for, but mentally I was missing the satisfaction factor which can really cause someone to keep seeking out food until they feel like mentally and emotionally satisfied from food. The crowd out method basically teaches that instead of taking away things, you just add more things that you wanna experiment with or that make you feel good. And so for me, that was going to the farmer's market and trying out all these new fruits and vegetables and these new grains. I still can picture exactly like what it looked like for me. I'd filled up mason jars full of stuff and I was just so excited because it was like a whole new world of food that I was discovering that before felt scary and it was no longer scary. And so I started to crowd out naturally Maybe foods that I would like to be eating less of, but I still enjoy. I don't know. I never have fully said like, oh, I'm never going to eat this food again. Like I said before, there's a time and place for everything. But the crowd out method allows me to be eating more of the foods on a daily basis that not only taste good to me, but that feel good in my body, that feel nourishing and are full of nutrients so that I feel just overall like a vibrant whole person. And when I was dieting and restricting foods, it felt like that was taking away parts of me. And I feel like by adding foods in, it's adding parts of me. So I know that sounds kind of weird, but that's how it feels. And I think that's why it worked so well for me. But again, at the same time that this was all happening, I had people telling me that the message of body acceptance and body positivity is harmful and that eating whatever you want and not cutting out foods is irresponsible and that, you know, choosing to take a break from the gym every once in a while is not a good idea and that being a certain size is not healthy. And it again caused me to like fear some of the choices that I was making and to question, you know, are they right? Instead of actually looking within and getting curious and thinking, you know, 
does this make sense for me? Do I believe what they're saying? What evidence do I have that backs up what they're saying versus what I'm experiencing? And so I kept just kind of hiding and not sharing my experience because I was inundated with people who had gone through health coaching school around the same time that I did. So I got friend requests from all these people on Facebook and it felt like a constant fight. And then I just have since felt like I'm like fighting against everyone who still has this like diet culture mentality. And I don't want it to be like that. I realized that my message of self-compassion and being more gentle with yourself is scary because it's so opposite of what most of us are taught. But I also just feel that it's so necessary. And honestly, if it were just a phase that I was going through, it would have been over by now because I'm over five years into this and I still feel just as strongly, if not more. So I started to slowly leave the wellness space Again, I've already talked about my reasons why. And I'm really kind of sad about that because there are a lot of things that I get excited about. So things such as like drinking herbal teas. And I'm not talking about that like detox tea. I'm just talking about adding in all these beautiful herbs, maybe from traditional Chinese medicine and self-care rituals, different types of things that maybe aren't like scientifically backed by strong evidence, but that feel really good. Like I really love to do a good dry brush before I get into the shower or before I put on my self-tanner. You see that balance there? I'm putting these chemicals on my skin, but I'm doing a dry brush, which to some seems really asinine and stupid, but for me, it just is the balance or the the flow, I guess, that I have created in my life. I always felt that I needed to choose. When I was just getting like into being a holistic health coach, I saw all the other coaches and I felt like I had to be this specific way. You know, I had to wear nothing but recycled clothing and natural jewelry. And I started wearing these perfumes at the farmer's market that were like made of essential oils. And I smelled like an old lady and I didn't like it, but I felt like I should be doing that. And now I just feel like I have a really great balance in my life to where I can really enjoy the time with my friends, with Jason. Like I don't have to choose one or the other. My lifestyle is a great mixture of all things, of freedom and structure, of alone time and social time, of whole foods and heavily processed foods. And that's what works for me. And I've also learned that no amount of food restriction works for me like at all because what happens is that I end up fixating on that exact food or food type and then I binge on it later. So even if I tell myself that it's for health purposes, quote unquote health purposes, it's still immediately I notice my relationship with food just completely change, which is why I always go back to the idea of the crowd out method and telling, asking myself, what do I want to be eating more of? And right now I've been telling myself a story since we got to this island that like, oh, food is limited because fruits and vegetables really are expensive. But then I'm like, oh, I don't have access, so I'm just going to eat a bunch of processed foods because it's inconvenient to go off base to all the grocery stores and farmers markets and, you know, they have so many here. So I've told myself that my selection is limited because of the commissary on base, our grocery store on base, when the truth is there are so many amazing foods off base for me to try. I just need to put a little bit of effort into it. 
and I really feel like I'm in a good place to get back to experiment with cook experimenting with cooking different things because that's almost like my meditation is going into the kitchen. I have been listening to podcasts while I cook, but I think I want to start cooking distraction free and just notice all the smells and the sounds and allow myself space to just, you know, think and just go and and not have so much noise. I'm not going to speak for anybody else, but for me, I know that I just feel so liberated when I allow myself to live in the gray area of things. So years ago, I came up with the all or something concept of you don't have to choose all or nothing. You can choose somewhere in between. And that somewhere, it's like you're on a spectrum. That's what it is. It's like a spectrum. So you get to choose, you know, where on the spectrum that you are at any given time because that can change based on the day, the year, the hour, how you're feeling. It's different and you when you give your, yourself the freedom to be wherever you need to be on that spectrum, it just makes life so much easier and it helps life flow so much more smoothly. I like to add things into my life that feel good and that work for me. And then I release the rest. I lovingly release all that doesn't serve me. There are times where doing that I feel guilty because again of the the opinions of other people. And so I'll have to work through that guilt and remind myself again like I'm on my own journey. This is what works for me and I'm not hurting anybody by doing this and I'm not hurting myself by doing this. And then sometimes I have to set boundaries with other people or even myself when I do notice a heavy amount of judgment and I have to just again remind myself like I ultimately have control over what I choose to believe and the actions that I take as a result. And wrapping up and going back to do wellness and body acceptance go together. So body acceptance is meant to help you make peace with your body wherever you're at. It gives you the space to decide where to go next and to trust in your ability to decide what's right for you and to team up with your body so that it makes it a lot more natural and a lot easier to know what's right for you so that you can tune into your body and trust your intuition when it comes to deciding what you wanna eat, how you wanna move your body, what self-care rituals you're going to practice, when it's time to rest and when it's time for you to exert more energy and really just go. And then wellness is like a giant buffet. So who goes to a buffet and gets the same exact plate as their neighbor? Nobody does. We all get to decide what type and what amounts of each food that we want at a buffet. And that's the same with our wellness practices. There is no one size fits all. Everybody's journey will be different. And so when it comes to body acceptance and wellness, body acceptance gives you the permission to be where you're at and trust that you're in the right place at the right time, and then to get curious about where you want to go next. And then wellness is like the buffet where you get to choose, okay, where, what do I want from this? And which activities are going to help me feel better, more alive, more vibrant, like back to What kind of food feels good for me to eat? What kind of movement feels right for me to do? What kind of self-care? Back into that conversation. Now you have the permission to fully explore all of it because you recognize that you don't have to be held back by these impossible standards or 
you know, perfectionist mindset or these ideals that someone else has set into place for you. You get to take charge and you get to decide where you're going and what your ideal life looks like. And now you feel empowered to do so. (sighs) I feel like I haven't had one of these passionate conversations with you on the podcast for a while, but they're some of my favorite. And I don't always, I guess, have something that I feel passionate or called to talk about. So I am grateful that this came to me today. And I hope that it helps you and helps you recognize that Sometimes I know it feels like you don't really belong in any space and that's exactly how I feel a lot of the times is like I don't really belong in the body positive community because I believe I know everyone says they believe in body autonomy but it's not always the case where you know you might feel judged if you engage in any sort of dieting or desire to change your body or any of that then on the other hand you go back into diet culture and you feel like you're judged that the size of your body is you know a source of debate and you feel like you have to change your body first before feeling worthy enough and so just in the same way that I believe it's all a spectrum I kind of want to honor you in whatever area of the spectrum that you're on and really just continue to encourage you to dig deep and to think about the choices that you're making for yourself and really decide if they're serving you or if they're not. And if they're not serving you, what can you do instead? What do you want to do instead? What do you want to try? If you want to try something, that's completely fine too. If you decide down the line that it doesn't work for you, then you've learned something new about yourself. And now you can just pivot and Go a different direction and continue that process until you decide what works for you and maybe that will last for a while and then you basically just recognize that as a human your job is to continue to evolve and to grow it's what you're designed to do and we don't do well when we're stuck in the same place for so long so just give yourself permission to expand and to grow and to evolve and to learn new things, and to fail, and to fall, and to move forward, and and be okay with life being a little bit messy sometimes, and you not always having the perfect answer or knowing exactly what is right. It's just a journey. There is really no specific destination. It's just a long journey until the day that you die. (laughs) That sounded really depressing, but it's true. All right, well, thank you for listening this week. I... Really appreciate you hanging in there with me and I will chat with you again next week for a shorter episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Body Acceptance Podcast. Be sure you're subscribed wherever you listen so you don't miss when a new episode drops. If you love this podcast, I would so appreciate if you leave a review. The more positive reviews I have, the more this podcast can reach women like you who are in need of this message. Let's create a ripple effect and inspire more ladies to love themselves. And as always, feel free to share this episode with a friend or tag me on your Instagram stories at Lauren M. Kepler to let me know you're listening. Can't wait to chat with you again next week. But until then, remember that you're worthy and beautiful as you are right now.